You're listening to the North Parkway Podcast, weekly talks designed to help you take the next step in your spiritual journey. You can learn more about our church at northparkway.org. And if these talks are helpful to you, consider using the link in the description to give. Your financial support helps us continue to make great content. All right, well, that's enough intro. Let's get to today's talk. Be it ever so humble, there's no place like home. Yeah, some of you guys have heard that before. It's so true, isn't it? No matter where you travel to, no matter where you went on vacation, no matter how beautiful it was or how expensive it was, there's really nothing like coming back and being at home, in your house, in your bed, with your stuff all set up how you like. And that's really saying something because some of you guys went to some pretty cool places on vacation. Uh, who went to someplace cool this year on vacation? Just shout it out. Niagara Falls. Ooh, that's, that sounds refreshing. What's that? Pikes Peak. Yes, that was exhilarating and dangerous. Ooh, I, I drove up Pikes Peak. I, I told I told him it's like that. I did it one time, now I can check it off, and I will never do it again. <laughs> it's terrifying. Take the railroad. Okay. Who else? Someplace cool for vacation. Where's that? Boston, Missouri? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know there was a Boston, Missouri. Okay, why not? Boss, Missouri. Okay. All right. Okay. Falls, Missouri. Got it. I need to check my hearing. Um, There's so many cool places that you can go. We've vacationed to Colorado this year. We've been to Florida before. All of those places are way fancier than my house. But if if you've been in that situation, you've had the opportunity and the blessing to travel, you know that there's, it's just so good to come back home. When I'm in my home, I can relax. I could be myself. I can sleep with my pillow. You know, you can wear stretchy pants. Is for fun. Okay? I know some of you guys are secretly stretchy pants enjoyers when you are in your room at home. It's for fun. There's nothing like being at home. And this, this journey that we're traveling through life, it's easy to lose sight of where home actually is. As we wrap up our series on Traveling Light, I want to talk about where your real home is and why a little bit of homesickness is actually good for you. We're wrapping up, like I said, the series entitled Traveling Light. It's based on the book Traveling Light by Max Lucado. I highly recommend it. In fact, at the end of our time here today, we're going to have a luggage auction. We're also going to do some prize giveaways for those of you guys who did the the passports with the stamps. We're going to give away some free copies of the book because I think it's that good. And uh, thanks, many thanks to Max for uh, writing it and for his insights. The premise of the book and what we've been talking about here in the series is this idea that you're on a journey through life and that you end up carrying things along the way that are too heavy for you. Things that you weren't designed to carry. Right? Things like, like guilt or grief, things like arrogance and self-reliance, things like worry and shame. There are all of these burdens that we don't want to keep with us. And in, in this process of looking at the journey of life, 
We've been uh, following along what David wrote in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, and all of that. And the psalm ends with the same way that we're looking at our series ending. It's the way that your journey through life ends. Psalm 23, 5, he says, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David talked other times about coming to God's presence. He talked about how nice it was to travel, to, to be where the Lord is. He talked about what it takes in life to set up a tent and hang out in God's presence. But all of those things are different than the idea that at the end of this journey that the shepherd is guiding him through, that he will live in God's house forever. It's an idea that David had, it's an idea that we need to either get or remember because it's what helps make sense of this whole journey of life and the idea is this, this world is not your home, you're just passing through. If you have notes, fill in the blank notes, write that down today. This world, this whole physical, tangible reality that you're in it's not your home, you're just passing through. You're sort of vacationing here. Now some of you guys are like, <laughs> I need to fire my trip advisor, you know, my, my travel guide. It's, this, is, this is not a fun vacation. No, maybe not. But this world is ultimately not your home, you're just passing through. You're a, a temporary resident here. And it creates this weird tension because we as humans, we're kind of unique on this planet, your body clearly was designed to function in this physical world, right? The composition of your body is made up with the same basic building blocks that everything else on the planet is. When your body dies and it's buried in the ground, eventually all the parts break down and it becomes uh, something new. It's the circle of life. But your soul, your soul was designed and, and built and is native to and functions at a spiritual level, not on this physical planet. The Bible says it this way, Philippians 3.18, that there are many whose conduct shows they're really enemies of the Christ, enemies of the cross of Christ, because they think only about this life here on earth. But we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly awaiting for him to return as our savior. If you had a spiritual passport and you opened it up, the native country of that would say heaven, not here. And all through the Bible, we, we see language about us being travelers, of us being sojourners, of us being uh, temporary residents, aliens in a foreign land. And the foreign land is not a specific country on the planet, it's, it's the planet. And there's one of the burdens in life, one of the things that you carry that is unique today, what we're talking about, the, the burden of homesickness. It's, it's something that weighs on you a little bit when you remember, I don't really belong here. I don't fully fit in here. There are things that I just don't completely jive with in this reality. And, and make no mistake, it is a weight that you carry. But it's a weight that you need to carry. It's one that you shouldn't put down yet. You shouldn't unpack yet. 
because you're only staying here for a short time. Uh, how many of you guys have you ever stayed at a hotel or an Airbnb long enough that you unpack your bags into the dresser? You ever do that? Boy, isn't that nice? You know, when you have the closet and you like hang all of your shirts up in the hotel closet and you can't keep the hangers because they're the special kind, but that's okay because I don't need those hangers anyway. I have too many at home. It's nice sometimes. But even when you do that, you, you only unpack that stuff for a short time. You don't unpack everything that you own because you're only staying there for a short time. If you are a temporary resident here, then write this down in your notes. Don't unpack your bags here because here is not your home. A couple of our uh, awesome Royal Rangers. Let's give it up for the guys who are building the tent for us today. Good job. Flip, flip that around so uh, the door is facing the, the audience there, guys. So this world is temporary. It's kind of like a tent. Any of you guys enjoy camping? Have you guys? A few campers? Okay, how many are like camping stinks but glamping is? Okay, right. I grew up, we, right? We didn't have money for glamping. We just went camping. Imagine, imagine if I went camping and I decided to unpack and I thought, you know what? I'm going to be here for a short time, but I want to make sure to bring all of my cool stuff. And so um, I have some things with me that are important, like, um, you know, I need to make sure to set up my computer. I'm going to have to build it because, you know, I don't want it to get broken, so I got my fans. And Can we unzip this so I can throw some stuff inside? I mean, I don't want random people to come and steal my computer. That would be a bummer. I'm going to put that in there. Uh, let's see, what else do I need to bring? Um, I'm going to bring some workout equipment so I can... This is embarrassing. I promise I actually can curl more than five pounds. Okay, but uh, yeah, let's, let's do that. I might want to work out. Um, I'm going to bring my security cameras and set them up so if anybody wants to steal my computer, right, I know. Um, bring some cleaning equipment because, you know, I might, might get dirty after a while. Let's spruce that up a little bit, get the bug guts off. Let's see what else. Um, I'll bring my uh, paintbrush in case I want to redecorate things because I might get tired of gray. Um, and of course, the most important part, I need to get cowboys representing there, right? Because football season is starting soon, you know, in fantasy football. And I brought with me um, some pictures so I can set up and decorate around there. And um, I brought my football card collection because, you know, I don't want to be away from that. And isn't that cool? This, this is just fun. This, Troy Aikman. Classic right there. Yeah. yeah. Security cameras. Okay, imagine. Okay. How, how silly is it to bring all of that stuff into a tent? That doesn't make any sense. I'm going to be here for like two nights and it's going to be raining because there's a guaranteed way. Any of you guys who farming rick if you ever short on rain i'll come and pitch a tent on your yard guaranteed rain every time guaranteed who needs the weather channel i can make it rain set that up okay it wouldn't make any sense i'm only here for a short time it's it's temporary and in the same way if you're living in this life short term there are certain things that you don't want to get too settled in here the Bible talks about it this way, 1 Peter 2, 11. Dear brothers, you're only visitors here. Since your real world, your real home is in heaven, I beg you to keep away from the evil pleasures of this world. 
they're not for you, for they fight against your very souls. Or I love how Eugene Peterson sort of summarizes this in the message translation. He says it this way, friends, this world is not your home, so don't make yourself cozy in it. You're living in a tent. Don't set up all of the nice stuff in the tent. Keep it packed in the bag and keep traveling and keep the fancy stuff and the nice stuff and the football cards and the exercise equipment. Keep all of that packed up until you actually get home. Because if you get too cozy in the temporary place, you may start to forget about home altogether. Okay. Anybody ever vacation in a place that spoke a different language than, than you? Yeah, okay. Imagine if you vacationed in Mexico for so long you forgot how to speak English. Okay? Uh, you know, yo hablo espanol, but only a little bit. Okay? And uh, it's great to be able to converse, but when I come home, I need to remember, this is, I'm, this is my home country. And you don't want to get so adapted to this temporary life that you lose sight of the heaven that is your home forever. So, with that in mind, here's what you need to do. Write this down. As you journey through this life, you need to live like a traveler. You need to live like a traveler, okay? So future humans that are sent back at their consciousness in time to protect, sorry. Anybody ever see the show, Travelers? It was kind of, nobody. All right, one, one Travelers fan, right? Fun show. Anyway, you need to live, not that traveler, you need to live like, okay, you need to live like a vacationer. You need to live like a temporary, like a, like a migrating person who's just here for a little bit of time. Because that changes your perspective. When you think about it, when you understand this whole life is only temporary, it changes how you view a lot of the temporary things in life. It reminds me of uh, my early college and right outside of college days, my brother and I, pooled our resources together and we bought a copy of P90X. Anybody remember P90X, right? I know you wouldn't realize it by looking at me, but I did actually used to do P90X all the time. And there was this one called plyometrics. Can we put that up on the screen? Okay. It's like a unique torture system where you're jumping up and down for an hour. And Tony, the, the visual virtual trainer, he says this, he said, I know this is hard, but it's only 30 seconds for each exercise, and you can do anything for 30 seconds. Like, well, maybe he can. I don't know if I can do this for 30, about 25 seconds, I think I'm going to die. But it changes your perspective when you realize this life is only temporary. I'm only here for a short time. It changes how you view the things that happen in the temporary life when I realize this isn't the permanent deal. This isn't all there is. You need to live like a traveler. Let me show you a couple of ways that you can apply that. Write these down. First one is this. If you're a traveler, you need to spend like a traveler. You need to spend like a traveler, okay? I have something fun for you today. I brought with me $500 in Monopoly money. Woo! I'm living it up. And I thought, a special deal, I know we're going to do the auction later, but best deal of the day. I will, be, I will give you this $500 bill for $400 US cash. <laughs> Anybody? $400 is an amazing deal. No takers? How about for $50 US cash? Anybody want this? You could slip this into your pocket. You could win the next Monopoly game. Nobody will even know. Just wear a long sleeve. 
I thought you just landed on boardwalk. I did. I just, oops, this was here underneath. Because you all, you all played Monopoly with that one person who always wanted to be the banker because they were really good at sleight of hand, right? No, it's not a good deal at all. It's not a good, why? Because at the end of the game, this means nothing. This has no value. It's really valuable during Monopoly, but as soon as the game is over, you pack it all up and you put it in the closet. It's meaningless. It means nothing. But real money, real money is still valuable when the game is over, isn't it? Real money, it, no matter how many of these I gave to you, it's not worth one dollar of real cash when the game is over. And when you think about life as being a temporary deal, you start to spend things differently. You, you start to say, I want to spend my money during this life buying stuff that will last and that will matter when this life is over. Imagine if we changed the rules of Monopoly and if, you, if instead of buying hotels in Monopoly, you bought something else at the end of the game, they cash it out and you win real money. Sounds like a cell phone game plan, right? You could win money playing this game. No, you can't. Don't listen to them. The ads are... This, this life is temporary. What kind of stuff lasts? Well, we know what doesn't last. I'm a big PC gamer. Any, any video gamers in the house? You guys? All right. The moment that you... I love PC games. The moment that you buy it, they announce, oh, now we're coming out with Ryzen whatever next series. And oh, that's, that old stuff is trash. You have a PS4? What are you, like, 30? You know, what's wrong with you? That doesn't last. All of the cool stuff that I want and that I like, and, and don't, don't misunderstand me, okay? There's nothing wrong with having nice things. There's nothing wrong with having a nice car. There's nothing wrong with having a nice house. There's nothing wrong with taking your kids on vacation to Florida. All of those things are good. But all of those things are temporary. Here's what will last. Something that impacts somebody's destination for eternity will last. We talk a lot about missions and our ministry partners here. We encourage you to go above and beyond. I give God the first 10% of everything I make because he deserves it and it belongs to him. But beyond that, I give when I have the ability to, I give to some of these guys who are in other countries or other speaking other languages or doing other things in the world because I want to invest in something that will matter for eternity. Proverbs 19.17 says that whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and he will reward them for what they have done. Now, $500 Monopoly money is a bad deal, but a loan that God said God will pay you back, that's a good deal. When I give to the needy, when I take what I have and I do that, that matters for eternity. And watch this, okay? If you make a loan to the Lord by giving to the poor with Monopoly money, do you, just think about this, do you want him to pay you back in Monopoly money or do you want him to pay you back in real world money? Yeah, yeah. So how many times have you said, well, you know, I did that whole, I gave to the needy in church and I still can't pay my bill. Do you want the reward to come here? Do you want it in heaven where it stays forever? I want it over there. You need to spend like a traveler. Here's what else. Write this down. If you're living like a traveler, you need to sacrifice like a traveler. 
There are certain things that you do now that are not ideal, but I don't do them for this world. I do them because I'm headed to a home with God forever. Listen to what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 24. Jesus told his disciples, If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then, everybody say then. This important word. Then he will repay each one according to what he has done. So many people inside the church and outside the church, so many people look at Christianity and the way that God wants us to live and they say, what's God ever done for them? What reward do they have? What's in it for them for doing all of this life? Jesus said, then the reward will come for the sacrifices that we make now. It was never supposed to be, okay? And let me just, I want to be careful here, but listen, many of you have seen the guy or girl on TV that says, if you make a faith pledge of $200, the Lord's going to bless you and pay your bills. That is not the way that Jesus talked here. He said, if you make sacrifices now, I will reward you then when I come back to collect you, then when you get home, when the things, when the reward will last. You make no mistake, living for God takes sacrifice. Okay, let's just be real for a minute. Living your life in today's world with God's idea of sexual purity is a sacrifice. It's hard. It's not easy to do. Look, we live in a reality where if you want sex, you can get it whenever you want it. Whether it's with a person or with a screen, you can have it however you want, as often as you want. But God said, I created it to bond a man and a woman together in marriage. Well, that takes sacrifice. When, when that coworker is a jerk to you and you happen to have a window of opportunity to get them back and they deserve it, and you choose instead to turn the other cheek and serve them instead of try to get them fired. That's a sacrifice. When you are patient with your spouse and they mess the thing up that you say, can't you please just put the seat up when you pee and down? How complicated is this? Up, down, come on. And you're patient. Okay? It takes sacrifice. It take, I know, I know. But Jesus said, if you do what I ask, I will reward you. But the reward doesn't come here. It comes in heaven. Okay? It's a lot easier to live with sacrifice if you understand I'm living a temporary life. And the reward is later. Let me show you one more. If you're a traveler, then you can view pain like a traveler. Because this life, if this life was all there was it would be kind of a rotten deal because this life sometimes stinks. And no matter how young and healthy you are right now, you probably all understand it. Maybe you haven't thought about it. There will be a day 
when you're not so young and healthy. How many, okay, how many grandparents in the room would say, getting old is not for sissies? Getting old is hard. Yeah. As my parents and in-laws have stepped into grandparent mode, they both, they, they, their times are like, ah, I tell you, getting old is hard. Yeah, it is. It stinks. If this is all that there is. If this life is all you have, if this 60, 70, 80, maybe if you're lucky, 90-something years is all you get, then it is a downhill slope to the grave. Well, that stinks, and that is depressing. But if it's not all you have, if there is something more, if you're a traveler and your home is somewhere beyond this life, it changes how you look at things. See, God says this, Philippians 3.21, the Bible says that God will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own. This world and the pain that you experience is, it hurts and it is very real and it is, it's miserable, but it's temporary. Your home is not here. Your end result is not here. Your, end res your, your reward doesn't come here. I want to read to you an excerpt from the book because I thought Max did such an eloquent job of putting a picture on this. He said this, quote, Do you ever see anyone mourning over the passing of the tulip bulb? Do gardeners weep as the bulb begins to weaken? Of course not. We don't purchase tulip girdles or petal wrinkle cream or consult plastic leaf surgeons. We don't mourn the passing of the bulb. We celebrate it. Tulip lovers rejoice the minute the bulb weakens. Watch that one, they say. It's about to bloom. Could it be that heaven does the same? The angels point to our bodies. The more frail we become, the more excited they become. Watch that lady in the hospital, they say. She's about to blossom. Keep an eye on that fellow with the bad heart. He'll be coming home soon. Every wrinkle and every needle takes us one step closer to the last step when Jesus will change our simple bodies into forever bodies. No pain, no depression, no sickness, no end. That's a perspective that only comes when you remember this life is temporary and my home with the Lord is forever. And I know that some of you have recently lost loved ones. Okay? They got promoted into heaven. They reached the end of their journey. If they had a relationship with God, they're with him now waiting for you to get there. I know that some of you are facing the very real prospect of your parents are aging and near the end of the line or you are nearing the end of the line. And that's scary and depressing, and I get that. But the perspective that we get that's so valuable, it changes how we see pain. It changes how we see sacrifice. It changes how we see investing because I'm not just spending money. I'm investing it in forever. I'm not just sacrificing for today. I'm sacrificing for a reward that's coming. I'm not breaking down and coming to the end of life. I'm just getting ready to be born into a spiritual forever it changes how you see things 
But when you walk through this life, if you want that perspective, you have to keep your eyes on your real home. Watch this. When I first brought the Clark family to Pekin, I had a beautiful house lined up and ready to go. But we ran into a problem selling our house downstate. We ended up needing a place to float for about six weeks in between. Thankfully, Steve and Darla Peterson jumped in and gave us permission to live in their camper. It was an awesome, generous offer, a lifesaver, but it came with its own set of challenges. See, we're a family of six and six people in a small camper. Well, you could imagine there are times when that gets a little uncomfortable. We had to make some tough decisions about which things we were going to bring into the camper with us because everything that I unpacked there, well, I was gonna have to pack it back up to move it to the actual house. During those six weeks, there were a lot of good times, but there were some challenging times. The thing that kept us going, the thing that helped us keep our attitudes right was keeping in mind it was only temporary. We had a real house ready for us. And so what we would do is oftentimes before we took the kids to school or after we picked them up, we'd drive by the house just to look at it and say, wow, isn't that great? We're gonna be there someday. Sometimes we'd actually go into the backyard when previous owners weren't home and take a picture from the back. In fact, I had a picture of the house set as the desktop image on my laptop. So every time I went into the office, opened up my computer, I was reminded, I have a house, it's coming. It's gonna be mine soon. See, that's the approach that we need to take with our spiritual home. The Bible says this, so we fix our eyes not on what's seen, but what's unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what's unseen is eternal. The last thing to write down is this, keep your eyes on home and your feet will follow. You've got to keep your eyes on the goal. It changes everything about how you live when you know this life is only a temporary thing. Well, eventually we did get to move into our house. We put all of our stuff in it. We got everything set up and there was this great moment where we were able to sit on the couch, put our feet up and say, home at last. The reward was great, but there were some challenges along the way. And that's the same way that this life is going to be for you. Life is a journey and that journey can be hard. Don't make it harder than it has to be. Worry is heavy. Put it down. Arrogance is heavy. You're better off without it. Drop it along the way. Grief is a heavy burden to bear. Get God's help and piece by piece let go of it. Give it over to Him. You can move forward more easily when you leave all of these other things behind. You have to keep living life with a goal in mind. You have to keep going day to day as a traveler. When hardship comes, keep traveling. When you don't understand the path, keep traveling. When you fall along the way and you skin your knee, take a minute to heal and then get back up keep traveling. When you look behind you and you realize that you've picked back up that burden that you've already set down five times, put it down for the sixth time and keep traveling. Because there is a home for you. There is a reward at the end of this journey. In fact, Jesus promised it. 
He said this, There is more than enough room in my Father's home. When everything is ready, I will come and get you, so that you will always be with me where I am. There's no place like home. One day, you'll get there. Keep your eyes on the goal. Keep your feet on the road, and step by step, you can follow the shepherd all the way home, traveling light. Hey, this is Pastor Chris again. Thanks for listening. If today's talk was helpful in your spiritual life, odds are there's someone you know who could benefit from it. Take a minute right now to share it with them. And if you live in the area, come try out a service in person because church is more fun with friends. See you next time.